This is Valley Watch, your first choice for public safety news and information. With Phoenix Fire Department Deputy Communication Director, Ali Party, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. Good morning and welcome to Valley Watch, a show hosted by the Phoenix Fire Department and brought to you by our good friends here at Bonneville Broadcasting. My name is Allie Party. I help run our public affairs section. And as always, Valley Watch is all things Phoenix Fire or public safety in nature. And I'm very excited to have my friend Taylor Billman on the show. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you. So what is your official title? All right. So official title is training supervisor for the Phoenix Fire Department Regional Dispatch Center. See, and I'm glad I asked you to do that because I have probably messed it up in the past, but this is not your first time on the show, correct? Correct. Very good. So I want to say I I sat in the last time you were here and it was with Chief Rain Gray when he was still with us and Mm -hmm. Rob was interviewing you and I want to say it was National Public Safety Telecommunicators Week. Yes. And we're we're not celebrating that this week, but we're celebrating other things in nature. But Mm -hmm. um, before I all those things. Why don't you just kind of introduce yourself to the show? You know, how long have you been in the alarm room? You know, what, just tell us about yourself. Yeah, sure. So um, I've been with the department for just over 11 years now. Um, started off as a dispatcher. So the reason I got interested in it, um, I actually was going to school at ASU to be a teacher. Thought I wanted to teach high school algebra took a way different course. <laughs> yeah. um, so I found out about the alarm room through my dad, who John Bielman is a retired Phoenix Fire Department captain. Mm-hmm. Um, my uncle, Mike, was also on the job as a paramedic for over 30 years, both of them. My brother is a firefighter now. Um, so definitely family ties got me into the department. Started off as a dispatcher and then promoted to supervisor about four years ago. And I've been the training supervisor for a year now. Very cool. Yeah. That seems crazy. Like 11 years, did it just like go like that? It did. I can't believe it. And like someone reminded me the other day, we were talking in a meeting and I was like, yeah, I've been a supervisor for three years now. And they were like, no, it's been four. I'm like, what? (laughs) I can't fly. It really does. Yeah. Yeah, That's crazy. Even when we have like our meetings, everyone goes around. It's like 35 years with the department. I'm like, oh my gosh. And it's like, I have a whole two years. And I feel like I started yesterday. So it is very weird how quickly it It, goes. Yeah, definitely. And so in that role as training supervisor, I mean, it probably is pretty, you know, Mm self-explanatory, but your training, what, what exactly does that entail? Yeah, so I'm in charge of training all of the new members for the um, alarm room or the regional dispatch center. So um, I'm in charge of hiring the new class and then basically teaching them everything that they need to know to become a dispatcher. What are those things? I'm sure there's so many. It's probably not even enough time for us as our show is only a whole 13 minutes. But, um, you know, what are some of those core things that you're really looking at instilling in those new dispatchers? Yeah, so a lot of information to learn for sure. Um, The whole training program in its entirety is about six months. Oh, wow. And that's just because there's so much information to learn. Um, Obviously, we work for the Phoenix Fire Department, but we contract with other cities. So we dispatch for about 30 different agencies and jurisdictions. So that just means there's that much more information to learn Mm because every city is different. Absolutely. Um, So, yeah, a lot of information to learn. But then they also have to take that information and apply it in the -the on-the-job training. So then they spend time sitting with a dispatcher, a seasoned dispatcher who is um, essentially evaluating them while they're doing the job, making sure that they can work independently Mm -hmm. and be an independent dispatcher. Yeah. I mean, there's so much responsibility in what you guys are doing. And so being able to have that six-month training period is so nice to have that, you know, 
the training wheels are off, you know, yeah. <laughs> it gives them that time. So um, the nature of what you guys do is incredible. You know, it's high stress. It's high responsibility. You know, they talk about it all the time. You guys are the first ones that are engaging with anyone that is more often than not in crisis when they are calling 911. Yeah. And so, um, you know, why I wanted to invite you on the show today is to talk about a couple of things that that first thing being the new House bill that was just signed into law, House Bill 2717 and what that means for, you know, 911 district dispatchers across the state of Arizona are now eligible for unlimited mental health resources, just the same as a police or firefighter. And so, you know, what has that been like for you guys now, you know, digesting and absorbing that in the alarm room? It's been huge. Um, you know, there's been talk about it for a long time, especially when the Tiger Act was signed mm-hmm. to signed to help the field personnel. Huge for them. And, um, you know, we were obviously hoping we would get something similar. So this is great because I know that there's so many people that I work with and, you know, across the state dispatchers. This is for dispatchers across the state. And it's going to help a lot of us because before we did have through the Phoenix Fire Department, we did have some resources available and we could get some of the mental health or the counseling sessions Mm -hmm. covered. um, But it wasn't very many. Yeah. So then a lot of people ended up paying out of pocket. Mm-hmm. Um, so now this takes the burden off and, you know, people don't have to pay out of pocket or mm-hmm. they can, you know, maybe utilize it more than they would have in the past. Exactly. And so for those of you listening to kind of, you know, broaden or explain it a little bit more is like, obviously, as alarm room dispatchers or first responders, you guys are exposed to significant trauma and very, you know, stressful situations, whether you're hearing it on the phone, you're talking to someone and or you're treating that person physically if you're a firefighter or police officer. And so what these laws are now capable of is, you know, ensuring that it's total coverage. It's, you know, you want to go to whatever, you know, counselor, whether it's individual couples counselor, you know, family counselor, whatever, to ensure that your potential PTSD or anything along the lines of something you could be exposed to on the job is covered entirely. Mm -hmm. And it's pretty incredible to see because it's like if we if we want you guys at your best working, you know, these crazy hours being exposed to this trauma, we got to take care of you. Right. Yeah. And so now being able to have that 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 law in place, it's, you know, you should be able to take advantage, and I hope people do, you know, take advantage of those resources so then it keeps them, you know, at their best in the alarm room. Definitely. Yeah, and, I mean, you said it perfectly. It's, like, just the stress of outside the job, just Mm -hmm. in every day-to-day life, and then you add the stress of the job and the hours. um, It it can definitely take a toll, so I think that it's huge, and I think a lot of people— will utilize it, whether they think they need it right now or not. Mm -hmm. I think it's a great benefit, and I think it can just help everybody. Absolutely. And, you know, a perfect tie-in to our next talking point as to why I wanted you on the show is taking care of those those dispatchers, knowing that they are growing. And Mm -hmm. um, it's been really exciting to kind of see the city of Phoenix grow and the folks that work for the city. And you guys have an exciting new addition or two, right? We do. We do. Um, Tonight, we are celebrating perfect timing. Mm -hmm. Um, Tonight, we're celebrating graduation of two of our most recent dispatch classes. So that would be class 2201, class 2202. And there will be 18 new dispatchers. Very cool. And that was no no short feat. This was a long time coming, it sounds like. Yes. Yeah, we've um, we've been understaffed for a while. I mean, I know everybody is yeah. nowadays, but mm-hmm. we've been understaffed. We've been shorthanded for a while, and we needed bodies. 
Um, so we were lucky that we were able to hire this many people and it's going to help us tremendously. Yeah. And it's cool because, I mean, we obviously see, you know, the Fire Academy pushing out however many recruits. And then we also see, you know, the city getting larger. We know call volumes are increasing. And it's like, well, when all of that's happening, but we also need to look at what's <laughs> happening in the alarm room. Right. And so um, when you look at these two um, these two classes, you know, as the training supervisor, you know, what are your takeaways? You know, I, I think they had some class names. Like, what are yeah. what are some of the, the feelings from those groups? Oh, man, it's been it's been great. So I've been in this position for a year prior to um, promoting to supervisor. I met, uh, mentored a few classes. Oh, very cool. So I've loved training. It's been great to see all of them grow. Um, they did come up with some class names, mm-hmm. which I love. Mm-hmm. So the first class they came up with um, first on last off. So first on the phone, because obviously we're the first ones to answer, and then last off the call. Because even after the trucks leave, we still have the call open in the computer system, computer dispatch system, and they close the call. So love that. And then the next class decided on greater alarm. Oh, okay. Um, because they are the biggest class to date that we've ever hired. That's funny. biggest class of dispatchers. Like yeah. So, yeah, it was cute. Very cool. And congratulations to them because, I mean, like we talked about, that six-month period, you know, that is heavy training. And yes. even when I go into the alarm room, it's always like, I don't know how you guys do it. It's like, <laughs> I, I just to watch how fast you guys are typing, listening in, you know, even watching the governor while she was in there the other day. That was really, really incredible. You yeah. don't, I, I feel like obviously things are taken for granted. People don't understand how difficult that job is. Yeah. And then you add a whole other element of, you know, being not only speaking to people in crisis, but then also speaking to the firefighters over the radio right. or whatever first responder on the other side of that radio. And um, that reminds me of when um, this was, and correct me if I'm wrong, but um, couple kind of a new training that you guys had implemented was actually bringing your recruits down to train with the firefighter recruits, correct? Yes. Yeah. Can you talk about what that was like? Yeah, sure. So um, Larry Suburvi, who was a captain with Phoenix Fire for a while, and he actually just promoted and went over to Surprise Fire Department as a chief. Um, he was down at the training academy. And years ago, him and I talked about, hey, it'd be really cool to get the recruits from both sides together and do some real training. Mm -hmm. And we finally got to make it a reality. So and I know you came down and got some videos and were able to put it on social media, which is great. Um, But yeah, so we brought some of the our members down and they got to see what it was like for the fire recruits to go into the burn building Mm -hmm. and be in a fire and our members got to put on some turnouts and play around and it was cool and then we got to do radio communications so it was really fun yeah and I can imagine that that is really really helpful when you're in that training period to actually see what's on the other side of that radio when you're talking you know to be able to say like okay so when I'm dispatching a three-in-one and having this many fire apparatus actually responding to a scene you're now seeing that in real time in front of of you and then you're seeing how the firefighters are working off of the truck and you know continually communicating with incident command or anything like that yeah no it's so helpful and I mean I remember when I was new there were so many terms that I just didn't understand like what are they doing and you know I came from a fire background and I still just didn't understand it I still don't understand right yeah (laughs) very candidly the amount of acronyms in the fire department and then I mean at least from your perspective like when you guys are talking about radio channels and stuff and people still talk to me about it I'm like I I'm gonna have to go and like (laughs) sit with you one day or many days and try to learn like the different radio channels because I feel clueless about it but um and so will that be something you know come the next recruit 
recruitment period, you guys will be implementing that in-person training going forward? Yeah, definitely. I got great feedback from our members and the field members. They loved it, too. They thought it was great to bridge that gap. So definitely want to keep that going forward. Yeah, no. And, and it's fun to get out of the classroom yeah. or get out of the alarm room for a little bit, you know, definitely. when it's not 115. Yes. Outside. Yeah. In the yeah. winter academy. Yes, yeah. very much so. Well, again, you know, we always know this time goes super quick, but thank you for joining me. I know this won't be your last time on the show, but any any closing remarks for the listeners? No, I appreciate you having me. It's always fun to be here. And yeah, thank you for your time. Absolutely. Well, and for all those loyal Valley Watch listeners, we know it's early, but thank you for joining us here on KTAR. And for everyone listening, um, you know, we hope you stay safe, say, stay safe out there. We um, we keep pushing it out on our social media and it's on our website. But um, when you see lights and you hear sirens, we're asking you to pull to the right. So continually spread that message. You can find more information on phoenix.gov forward slash fire. But, um, you know, have a safe and happy Sunday.